Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's podcast. This is the place where we discuss how to maximize performance and improve retention with today's modern sales force. Every conversation on the show has one goal in mind, and that is to catapult your commission. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and a lifelong sales enthusiast. Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulting Commissions family, what's up team? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. This is part two of the interview series that I have with two direct sales badasses. I have Charlotte and Carrie who are running phenomenal organizations here in Bakersfield. If you didn't listen to the first episode, go back, be sure to click the link. You can listen to the first episode available on iTunes. You can watch the first episode on YouTube, on Facebook, etc. Like, comment, subscribe. We're picking the conversation back up from last week with, let's, let's start here. Neither one of you have a formal sales training. No, zero. All right. So walk me through the selling experience for people who don't have that sales background. You said earlier, and Charlotte, I'm coming to you, you said you're in a social selling process. There's a lot of social media involved. There's a lot of community involved. There's parties involved. There's all these things involved. That sounds salesy to me. How do I make that unsalesy and how do I get people to say yes? First off, you want to avoid just messaging people the hey girl messages. You don't want to um, try to build your business or connection by just trying to sell to someone. I'm not an infomercial. You want to um, make them feel welcome and appreciated. You want to make it fun. And um, yeah, that's, I'm kind of drawing a blank after that. But you, um, you don't want to just strictly talk about the product you're selling. Anything you want to add it on that? I mean, I think it's super important to share your story um, and your passion for it, too. Us women, we love compliments as well. So um, (laughs) throw in some compliments in there, Uh, especially like um, I like to share how I was in a slump. I was on bed rest my whole pregnancy and I didn't feel pretty at all. And I know that this product really brightened me up. And so sharing my story on how those things, how this made me feel pretty um, and how others can, can relate to that. I think that's super important, too. You know, it's a human element you both just described. I don't know what it is. Somewhere along the line, people look at, I'm going to have a career in sales, and it's like a bad word. Like, oh, you're you're a salesman. And I, I say this all the time. When, what do you do for a living? I work in sales. I mean, people look at me with like the either one of two ways. Like, oh, that's cool. And others are like, oh, like you're, you're yeah. full of crap. You're the gift of gab. <laughs> you're the devil's tongue. I mean, I've heard it all at this point, right? <laughs> But what you just described is the human element. And when you create a human element in selling, we're selling by education. We're selling by entertainment. We're selling by positive influence. I love, and I'll say this, the most successful direct sales people I know in various different industries. I mean, and, and I share, I mean, I, matter of fact, Jamil Fraser wrote the, wrote the book, The Richest Man in Direct Sales. And I've known Jamil for years, and I've seen his following grow immensely. In, 
you don't know what he sells. Like I just, I'll be point blank. He, it's very rare that he posts what he sells. I could tell you what he eats. I could tell you where he goes. I could tell you the name of his dogs. I could tell you the name of his wife. I could tell you what he does on Wednesdays. I mean, he has this journey that you're following him on. So he's selling you by being human, which I think is so important in your guys' businesses. Let me just be human. Let's just see into your life. Is that the strategy you yeah. two ladies take? Absolutely. So let's ask this. How come people don't take that strategy? I think that this, there's a misconception that you have to keep reminding this person about this product and showing them or they are not going to buy it. So I think people get too focused and hung up on trying to share that product and present it instead of, um, you know, kind of sharing their own life and about themselves as well. I think we just need to let let them know who we are. Just yes. like you said, like, um, you know, there's so many people in direct sales, but why are they going to want to buy from you? They're going to want to buy from you for, for who you are. Um, and you just need to share that with others. You need to show that we're relatable. We are like them. We are, we don't live, eat and breathe to be a sales person. So when we talk about networking too. um, finding people you have similarities to like, um, you know, they're going to want to, like we always talk about us being moms, yes. you know, and so like you're going to really relate to all the other moms out there um, and they're going to want to come come to you and support you, just like you said. So. You know, you, you look at it when you say when someone wants to do this, I would even tell the newest person that joins your company or new person joins your team is like, Charlotte, Carrie, yeah, I get it. It works for you ladies. I'm not comfortable showing my life. My life is boring. How many times have you heard that? often right yeah they don't uh, my life is boring i don't know what to post i don't know what to share i don't know what to do this i would tell them this your the moment you come on board make your story for a person of one mm -hmm. like literally i'm gonna share for an audience of one person where people get hung up on is to see the level of success that youtube experience uh they see the level of success that other people in your industry who are more successful experience. You know, I, I mentioned Jamil Frazier, richest man in direct sales. I mean, I think one of his last stories, you know, 20,000 views on it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. holy crap. I mean, I remember this guy when he had nobody following him. Here's the thing. Everybody wants this massive audience. Realistically, you just need one person. Yeah. If I can influence one person, hell, if I can influence one person per day, I'm amazing, right? If I can influence one person per week, you're doing okay. So make our social media posts to attract just one person. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about one person. I'm going to talk to one person and I'm going to show this one person. You know, one of the things, um, one of my mentors, I had a mentor for a, a component in time that he would share with me. He would tell me, Anthony, if you don't post a glimpse into your personal life, that is selfish. And I was like, well, what do you mean that's selfish? <laughs> it's my life. He's like, it is selfish because you have the ability to change someone's life and they're gonna go out, they're gonna gain confidence in you by seeing who you are as a human. Like everything doesn't have to be Photoshopped and filtered and picture perfect. Like they want to see the the authenticity in what you're doing, and that really stuck with me. Like so, I I challenge you, ladies. Like you have a responsibility because you have a system that can enhance the quality of life of the people that come and join you. Yes or yes? Yes. Yeah. So you have a responsibility yeah. to show that life. And anyone who joins your network, I would challenge them. I'd be like, look, if I have changed your life, if we've enhanced your life, then you have a moral responsibility to change the next person's life. Because let's be honest, 
as a society of just humans, mm-hmm. we need more positivity. So I, I, I love that direction. Let's, let's, let's cherry pick some of the challenges you mentioned earlier. Charlotte, you mentioned boundaries. What do you mean by that? What challenges are boundaries presenting in your business? Um, so being in a leadership role, people may want to get a hold of me right away, but there's no such thing as an L emergency. Um, so you can set boundaries by um, creating business hours or set days, um, making sure that you are giving them the tools to find those answers themselves and not just coming to you all the time. You've got to set those boundaries so that you're not, you know, you're not their mom and you're not their boss. You're there to mentor and help. How do you, how do you handle the boundaries? Um, I like to teach self-sufficiency. Um, that's a big thing is, um, and this is something I've had to learn myself um, because when I first started my business, I was giving everyone the answers and I was, it took up my whole day and I had to, you know, personally learn, like I need to teach them. I'm not doing them any favors by giving them the answers. So I think just teaching them how to be self-sufficient, um, showing them that confidence, because I know one day you're going to be a leader, you mm-hmm. know, and you need to be able to do this with your team. Mm-hmm. So I think showing them that, that route of try to find the answers first. You know, there's, there's two things you guys both said where I, where I love it's, it's systematized, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not winging it. There's no winging it in leadership. I, I hate I hate saying this, but there's leaders out there right now that are winging it, and you can tell. Like you can 100% tell when your leader is winging it. The same thing, catapulted commissions family. I have two ladies that are killing it in sales. They don't have that that former the formal sales. You know, when we talk about the discovery and sales process. But for those of you who are in that background, trust me, your prospect they can tell when you're winging your sales process. Your people you're working with, they can tell you're winging when you're talking with them. So you have a system. In setting those boundaries and having a system in place, I would add an additional layer to your system. I would add automation. So you said you you know, you, you teach them, but I would legit add a system of automation to the point where, because let's be honest, the questions you get that violate the boundaries, are they the same questions? Yes, usually. 90% yeah. of the time, it's the yeah. same questions. Yeah. So I would create a system of automation to the point where there's multiple ways to create it. You can email it, you can co-share it, you can create a community phone number where you simply say, look, if you have a question regarding, give me one of the, one of the questions that someone reaches you out with that violates the boundary of time. It's nine 15 Monday night. I have an emergency. I'm calling you with my emergency. What's my emergency? Um, don't, don't put any, don't put any people on, the new <laughs> team on blast, but you can just say somebody has done this to me recently. Um, it's usually like a how to do something. Yes. They can um, find easily on how do I close out my party? And yeah, know, which right. is a, a huge thing in our company. Yeah. All right. So super simple way. How do I close out my party? I'm going to reach you. System of automation says this, I can create a community code number. I can create an automated response in Instagram. I can do something like this where you say, mm-hmm. Close out party. I'm going to text this number. I'm going to message this person, close the party. And you'll get the automated response of how to close out the party. And here's what it takes from the, from the two of you ladies. You get on and you say, okay, I'm going to record a four-minute Loom video. I'm going to do it once. Loom's a free software. I jump on Loom. I plug in my, plug in my AirPods. And I'm going to record. Here's how you close it out. Here's how you do this. I'm going to record it. I'm going to save it. I'm going to upload it to the cloud. And now... When you have a question regarding party and you, when you first join me, Hey, if you have a question regarding this, text this, we'll give you the answer. That's a great idea. I Sy- love that. System mm-hmm. of automation. Yeah. Now on the front end, it'll take you a couple hours to set up. But after that, 
you find a couple other leaders and you say, hey, guys, we're going to just share this. Boom. Mm -hmm. And here it is. Watch. the, And then and then I would put, you know, I would even make it a joke on your next team call. If you're going to call me with an emergency and you haven't watched the automated, you haven't read the automated response, you haven't watched the pre-recorded Loom video. I'm not even going to entertain talking with you because you have to be self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. So automation will be your biggest friend in setting those boundaries. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, I, I think it's and 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 my assistant Tara is listening right now, and she listens to every show. And Tara, I'm getting better too in my own automation because I have systems of automation. I have some that are really good. I have some that are like ah, I've got, I got to get better on them, right? So it's it really is carving out those times. Right? You, you we we bucket those times. You got to get those systems of automation, and it really does create time. Roy Vaden, the author of Procrastinate on Purpose, talks huge on. If we create auto systems of automation today, mm -hmm. we can buy time tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And you have to have that system in place. And the boundaries, I think you ladies both hit the nail on the head, right? We all agree you have to have boundaries. Yes. So you set the boundary in place and you simply say, this is the space you will not violate. For me, I have a boundary in the morning. There's a one hour before every morning that I don't allow anyone to interrupt. Like you just, it is my one hour. I'm not going to let you interrupt it. It is my time. Email, text phone call you you are not my mom you are not interrupting this is my hour it better be a dire emergency for you to get and what i do with the hour is my own time right i mean i've i've read books um i've meditated and i've looked up the sports games from the night before it's just my <laughs> time right it's, i don't want to disrupt it yeah. so i love that so i think as you set those boundaries in place it's it's a non-negotiable for both your guys's businesses if you're new and you're joining the organization these two ladies ask yourself the question what boundaries am i going to set what's acceptable and what's unacceptable so here's another thing i'd love to, to cherry pick your guys's brain on how do you stay motivated yourself I don't think the motivation is always going to be there. So you've got to show up even when you're not motivated. Okay. But um, I would say I just, you know, I always want to grow, whether that's my network, my sales, my team. So as long as I am putting in the effort there, I feel like that keeps me motivated because I know what I'm doing today is going to pay off in 30, 60, 90 days. And it comes, it really comes back to um, why I started this business. And um, how I don't want to go back to where it was mm -hmm. at. <laughs> um, I was in corporate America and, um, you know, I don't want to go back to that. So when I get up and I'm not feeling myself, I think about why I'm doing this, who I'm doing it for. Um, you know, I do read positivity, motivational books in the morning um, and I just tackle my day, you know, whether I want to or not. It's It's more about why I need to do it. You know, there's the authenticity that you both share right now. You're not always motivated. Uh -uh. You don't always want to do the job. You don't always want to show up. You both show up. Then you strike on the fear. I don't want to go back yep. to what life used to be. I don't want to experience this, which I totally get. I 100% for me, my motivation, you know, my, you know, internally in my own marriage, my wife has asked like, why do you, put yourself in this position like you're you work really hard for extended period of time and i'm like look i remember having no money in my checking account mm -hmm. i remember being an adult and getting an eviction notice on an apartment because i couldn't pay rent i remember being a child on welfare mm -hmm. i'll never go back 
ever. Like you're, I, I, I'll find a way not to sleep and drive for Uber between three hours in the middle of the night before I like, I will find ways to always uh, make money. So that fear sometimes is that motivation. But the, the direction I was going with this is you also have a responsibility to motivate those around you. Mm-hmm. And I say it's a responsibility, but I say it lightly because at the end of the day, we're all responsible for our own internal motivating factors. And one of the things that people will reach out to, to me about is say, okay, how I, I need a motivating speaker. I need you to motivate and, and inspire the audience and get people motivated to take mm-hmm. action. And every time my answer is the same thing, I'm simply going to tell you a story that you relate with, that you understand, and I'm going to make it your own story. And so in what the two of you do within your leadership roles, you share your story over and over again to the point where someone says, I want to be you, or here's the best one. I can do it better than you. And if you can high five, like 100%, one of the very first uh, coaching students and, and people that I've, that I mentored in, in corporate B2B sales, you know, she just got, <laughs> she's making more money than me now. And she lets me lets me know constantly. And I'm like, you know what? High five. I, I mean, she's nine years younger than me. She's making more money. She's living her best life. We just had dinner the other day. And I was I as she shared it with me, I started laughing. I said, you know what? I did my job then. And I'm okay with it. Like, I don't uh, there's no ego. Like, I'm like, that's what's yeah. supposed to happen. Yeah. So when it comes to motivating, like I look at it and say, tell your story where someone wants to be part yeah. of your story or wants to be better than you in the story. But I think, Charlotte, you hit the nail on the head. We're not motivated all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have to show up. You have to You have to take the steps and get uncomfortable and just be out there. So what are some of the biggest breakthroughs that you've had to realize and on your path to success? So you're, you're running this business. You get successful. There had to be something that is wasn't as hard as you thought it was or as easier than you thought it was. I guess it's the same question. What is the biggest breakthrough you've had on your path to becoming this? Is it is it financial? Is it business? Is it personal? Is it time? What was that breakthrough for you? Can you think of one right now? I'm trying to. Oh. Um, I would say my biggest breakthrough in the beginning, because it has changed, um, was failure. Okay. I was afraid to fail, but this was a really low. Uh, pressure really, you know, I had nothing to lose. So that's why I went ahead and um, even got dipped my feet in direct sales. Um, but now I see a lot of that with other girls they are afraid to fail. So sometimes they're afraid to reach out past their comfort zones and try something. So as a leader, I share my experience with failure and my fears that I still face today. Okay. I think my biggest thing is come not coming from sales and and knowing when I started um that I wanted to make a difference in in lives and I didn't know how I was going to do that and I think just um being a person that can get vulnerable and ask questions and research and do develop self development um it became easier than I thought because I was um passionate about it Mm-hmm. I think that was the biggest thing. I didn't know I could do it, but then I was like, shoot, I can do this. You know what I mean? Um, and it's because of mindset. Like I, I wanted it so bad. I love, I love both, both you're saying, cause both your, 
responses are vulnerable, relatable, right? Yours is a lack of knowledge. Yours yep. is a fear of failure. But they're both rooted in the same response is what I would share. Anybody who's coming to work with you and, and I would ask them like, hey, what's your what's your fear? Like, what are you mm -hmm. afraid of? Like, what's the biggest breakthrough you're afraid you're not going to experience? And I would even go a step further and I would say, talk to me about the worst case scenario. I would just ask them in the beginning, before you ever start, what's the worst case scenario for your experience with me? Like, let's just lay it all out. Let's just talk about what's the worst possible thing that's going to happen to you. 100% of the time, unless the worst case scenario is death, which in this industry, it's not death, right? So we're not, we're not dealing with police officers. We're not dealing with special forces. I made this joke once. My cousin's special forces. He was like, dude, my worst case scenario is I die. I get it. Doesn't work for you. So I have to get my preference here, right? But what is the worst case scenario? For someone in your organization, what what's the worst thing that's gonna happen to them? They walk out with, you know, 13 nail sets and a bunch of goodies. Yeah. They try something and it doesn't work. <laughs> there's like there's no I feel like yeah. there's no there's real no real failure. It's yeah. all in your mindset. I love it. That's where I was going with it. One hundred percent. It is all in the mindset. So yep. you you said earlier, Charlotte, you had a fear of failure. And I look at it, I'm like, which I struggle with myself. And 100%, I talk about in catapult commissions, I have the biggest fear of failure in life. And it really where I came up with the exercise. Let's just, worst case scenario, like right out the gate, what is the worst possible outcome? And if I can identify that in the beginning, then I can say, okay, am I willing to take this risk? And if the answer is still yes, then I'm going to go full force, which, which fun fact, when I wrote the concept of worst case scenario in the beginning, I got bashed by some online reviews. They're like, oh, this psychologist disagrees, this person does this. And I'm like, you know what, this psychologist isn't a business sales professional. This psychologist hasn't done this for 20 years. This psychologist mm -hmm. hasn't trained over a thousand sales professionals. So I look at it and say, what works for one doesn't work for other. I'm not bashing the psychologist and say, oh, we right. got to think positive because positive influences feed us. Yeah, I get it. But in the world, that's bullshit because the truth is every person is afraid of something. Yep. So let's just talk about it. Like, let's not hide it. Let's not beat around the bush. What's the worst case scenario? And when you have that conversation with people on your team, you can literally look at them and say, is that bad? And they're going to say, probably not. Yeah. So, and if someone doesn't want to go through the exercise of identifying the worst case scenario, then I don't know if it's somebody who you want to spend a ton of time with, right? Because in order to get to where we want to be, we have to be willing to let go of certain things. Would you guys agree with that? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. So I'm going to put you on the spot here with my next round of questions. We're going to do an exercise together. Um, you know what? We'll start here. Uh, Carrie, what is your business goal for 2022? Um, oh, man, this is a tough one. It's a lot. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Um, my, my business goal, um, would just be to be successful. <laughs> um, to bring it down, I would just say, um, gosh, this is tough. Want me to come back to you? Yeah, come back to All me. All right, we'll come back to you. Charlotte, that means <laughs> I don't have no one else in the room but you. So... <laughs> All right. So I want to hit executive director. Okay. Bare minimum. Okay. I want to help my team grow and help those who are putting in the work reach executive as well. Okay. And I want to be providing enough um, means to make um, an impact with my family life. Um, you know, like doubling up the house payment or something like that to where I feel like I'm really really helping my husband with, you know, all of the responsibility of financial responsibility. Okay. All right. So you want to achieve executive director. You want to grow 
you want your team to grow to reach the executive levels and you want to provide enough means to make an impact in your household. Yes. Okay. We're back to you. Yeah. I don't have anyone else in the room. I know. I mean, I can ask Matt who's the engineer <laughs> behind the camera a, right it's now. such a deep question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I definitely rank is a big thing for me, but I I just want to have the biggest damn team I can, um, and I just want to enroll as many as many hungry people um, to come do this with me. Um, it's just it's it's been a, a great experience for me that I I just want to to grow. Um, Executive director is amazing, um, and I, I definitely want to hit that as well. But I think mm -hmm. just expanding my business. Okay. And I know that, you know, we're we're expanding. We've expanded internationally, and we are expanding even further. And so I think just um, expanding my business and, and showing others that they can do it as well. And, you know, I would love to um, also, you know, mm -hmm. My 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 husband fiance has worked very very hard, and I think I just I I too want to help him out, um, you know, with finances and and being able to get debt free and and all that stuff, you know. So okay, so in in your situation, Carrie, it's mm -hmm. to grow in a general statement mm -hmm. and help make an impact and influence in your home. Yes. Okay, so you ladies mind if I peel some peel yeah. some of your goals back here and kind of go through a goal exercise all right so we're going to we're going to work on a goal exercise together okay um you may need a pen and paper for this and okay. so I will I will give you mine here uh here you go I'll give you a pad here don't mind it there you go all right there you go do you have Thank an extra you. pen sweet I will steal an extra pen okay coming off air there it is just pass it around perfect Ooh. Oh. coming back okay, okay. so <laughs> here's what I want you to write down right okay. and so first we're familiar with the SMART goal concept, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I truly believe SMART goals are dumb goals, but there is a good foundation. So I want you to take your goal. I want you to put the acronym SMART, S-M-A-R-T. And we're going to work on this together. And this is super, super simple. Catapult to Commissions family, if you have a goal yourself, you should go through this exercise because this is going to be about a 10 to 12 minute exercise that is really going to shape the way you're going to attack your goal. This is truly Live coaching, this is not scripted. These ladies do not know what I'm going to ask them, so we're going to go through this together. So I want you to think about the goals you just shared with me mm -hmm. right now. Are they specific? And I would argue no. one yes, one no, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so I look at it as Charlie wants to be an executive director. I would say that's pretty specific. Here, Carrie, your goal just to grow as big as much it's not really specific. Mm -hmm. So let's get specific on the goal. Like, let's say, do you want to grow X amount of stylists? Do you want to grow an X percentage of 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 uh, revenue? Do you want to grow by a certain percentage point? So think about that for a second, ladies, okay. and write the S component down to your goal. To get as specific and detailed as possible. All right, and as you're doing that, Catapulting Commissions family, I will use this as an opportunity. These ladies are writing down their specific measurable goal. Go ahead and reach out to me. Mm -hmm. Text HELLO to 661-228-8967. You will get the opportunity by just texting me and saying hello. You will get Catapulting Commissions, the book, to download for free. I walk through this exercise of, of what we're going to go through, which is the smarter goal setting process. And we're going to talk about the actionable steps that take place afterwards, but you can get this book 100% for free. Don't have to pay for it. I don't, I don't need 
a credit card, you literally just text me hello. You automatically get the link to download the book for free. If you want to get the workbook, you can find that on my website, anthonypgarcia.com. All right. So we have the specific component of your goal. Is we there yet, ladies? Mm-hmm. All right. Anybody know what the M part is? Measurable. The M is measurable, right? Is my goal measurable? So let's measure what's it going to take to hit your goal, mm-hmm. right? So super high level, the measurable component to your goal. If it is executive director, I need to get to executive director by enrolling X amount of people or by bringing in X amount of customers by this date. And the date will be more on the T, but we'll just kind of kind of put mm-hmm. this there, right? And if you and if you can get super detailed because we're on air and I'm putting you on the spot, just high level with it because the exercise at the end is the, is the true value that I want you guys to take from okay. today's session. All right. So if you're listening here and you're looking at your goal and you're saying, okay, Anthony, we're really going to do a smart goal exercise again. I have to reiterate this. You will find me. I think the very first post I ever introduced when I launched Catapult Commission was your smart goal is your dumb goal. And I've, mm-hmm. and I'm not the biggest fan of just smart goals alone, but you'll find out why in a quick minute. So be sure to st- stay tuned. All right. So we have the M down. Mm-hmm. Now is your goal achievable? All right. Is, is this something that you legitimately have an option at achieving it? Is it action orientated? Is it something that you are in a system to achieve? For example, your goal is based on your business. So you both have the schools and skill sets to do this. I would argue that it's achievable. Now, if you came to me tonight and you're like, hey, I want to join the NBA and be the first woman to cross over. I would say, hey, I love the the idea but i don't know if that's incredibly achievable just yet right now and i'm not saying that you couldn't do it <laughs> but i'm just saying we it's you know uphill battles right so all right so so far we got specific we got measurable is your goal relevant right so is it relevant to your industry is it relevant to your skill set is it relevant to what you're doing every day when this smart goal concept was introduced in 1981 by george t doran he wanted to ensure that there was a smarter way for executives to write their goals and so when he put the concept of r was is it relevant to the company's mission right so right now is it relevant to your company's mission so is this goal relevant and the t component is it time bound do you have an expiration date on your goal like when do you plan to achieve this goal by mm-hmm. all right so we have just created a super high level smart goal all right and if you're listening to this and you're like oh that was a really fast exercise I, my hr professionals did it much better i'm sure they did because i think the smart goal is just the foundation let's talk smarter I believe in order to achieve your goal, you have to think smarter about your goal setting process. So now below that, we're going to add an E. And now here's where I want you to think about it. What is the emotions you will experience when you hit this goal? Hmm. This be detailed on. What does life look like? What does your bank account look like? What does your credit score look like? Hmm. What does your family life look like? What does your marriage look like? How are you feeling? Are you in a state of euphoria? Are you happy? Are you, uh, have you provided some sort of um, financial relief? There's something, are you healthier, right? Think of the emotions you experience by hitting this goal. And think about it in the beginning, right? If I can experience these emotions and I identify them up front, and ideally, these emotions, well, not even ideally, let me just ask, are these emotions you ladies want to experience? Yes. Mm-hmm. So far, what you're right now, these are things you want to experience, yeah. right? Here's the R part. 
I want you to put reward. What is the reward you're going to give yourself when you achieve this goal? And it could be materialistic. It could be time rewards. It could be familial rewards. It can be a house reward. It could be a remodel reward. It could be Mm -hmm. a personal reward. It could be whatever. But I want you to put a reward that is meaningful just to you. Check this out, Catapult Commissions family. Someone's doing this exercise right now (laughs) and is going to do this. My reward is time with my kids. My reward is time with my husband. If that's your reward, that's cool. But I'm going to challenge you moms that are listening. Make this reward about you. Because you live 365 days a year a year focusing mm-hmm. on family, kids, husband, dogs, everyone else but yourself. So in order to create a smarter goal, the reward has to be about you. So what is this reward about you that is impactful? I mean, I'm talking to the point where if you hit this reward, mm-hmm. you're like, holy shit, it just changed my life. I love this reward. I use a story I talked about in the book. One of the biggest rewards that I had was one of the sales goals and competitions I had. The opportunity was to win an all-expenses-paid trip to Lake Como, Italy. Are you familiar with that, either one of you ladies? Lake Como in Italy? Mm, It is where George Clooney has a home. Richard Branson has a home. I mean, it is an exclusive area in northern Italy. It was all-expenses-paid. I mean, I remember booking the hotel, and like the nightly rate resort was like $2,200 a night, something that I would never pay for in my entire life. Fun fact was there seven days, all expenses paid. But that reward was I know in a million words, even if I could afford it, I just don't (laughs) see myself. And maybe, maybe I'm not thinking in the billion dollar status yet, but I was like, there's zero, zero chance that I would do this. But up until this point in time, I had never really experienced anything at that high level. It was was like the 2017 number one hotel in the world by Traveler Magazine. So I was like, Mm -hmm. this is a reward for me because I'll never do this. So I'm thinking about that. Have a reward that's like perfect. So are we good so far? Yeah. All right. So you got a smarter goal, right? So catapulting commissions family, here's a smarter goal foundation. If you're going out there saying, I'm going to create my goals for 2022. You heard me talk right now. You heard me challenge Carrie saying, we got to get a little bit more specific on your goal. So if your goal isn't built in, in specifics, if it's not that smart goal foundation, you're already starting uphill. Now here's where we change it. We add the emotions involved. Are those emotions you wrote down things you want to experience? I asked you again. Yes or yes. Yep. Yes. Is the reward something that would change your life and is fun? Or it's something that you would want to experience. Yeah. All right. So now below that, we're going to do the same, same thing in order for you to achieve this goal. All right. I want you to write this in order to achieve this goal. Dot, dot, dot. We're going to have two responses. Mm -hmm. I must dot, dot, dot. And then below that, I must eliminate dot, dot, dot. All right. So what we're doing here on this exercise is simply saying in order to achieve a goal, this goal specifically, which is a smarter goal, you must do something. You must make some sort of change. And the change could be I commit 100%. The change could be something simple. It can be drastic. But when you write, I must do this dot, dot, dot. Below that, we're going to write, I must eliminate because multitasking is not true even though my wife and the moms i've had on the show would argue that it's true scientifically it is not true you can't multitask when you multitask you can't do things as twice as well there's a give and take right every time i add something to my life i have to subtract something to my life i would challenge you and i would challenge anybody who's been on my show in the past there's some component in your life that is not the most productive thing not the most uh, positive producing thing so as we do this exercise I must do this 
and I must eliminate this. So for me, I'll share this on, on my goals as you guys, I want you guys to write this up because we're going to share them right now. If you're comfortable, okay. we're going to talk about them on air. So I must do this. I must eliminate this catapulting commissions family. As these ladies are writing this exercises down, I encourage you to do this exercise. You write what you must do or you must change and what you must eliminate in my life, multiple times in my life, I've had to eliminate things in order to achieve something. In the book, I talk about the most, the highest income year I've ever produced, I've ever made uh, up until that point. Let me rephrase that. So it was the biggest income year I've ever made. And the thing that I had to eliminate, I stopped playing poker that year. And I love, I love <laughs> high stakes poker, like to the point where like World Series of Poker, World Poker Tour, I was traveling, I was having a blast. But in order to hit a business goal, I had to give something up. And I stopped playing poker for that entire year. I was, in the beginning, I was like, oh, my goodness, withdraws. I'm going to miss it. I'm not going to make so much money. And you know what? I made a lot more money. I had a lot more time. I had to eliminate something. Now I do enjoy an occasional poker game. I know we're near that capacity, right? So in order to get there, you have to be willing to give something up, right? And I'm not saying it has to be something you love. It could be something that's, that's, that's a bad habit. I, you know, one of my earlier days, I gave up Taco Bell for a year, right? Because I... I was like, I, I hate, I love and hate fast food, right? It's a love hate relationship. <laughs> but I remember at this point in time in my life, I had to pick something. I was like, you know, let me get specific. I'm just gonna give up Taco Bell. And I gave up Taco Bell actually for like almost two years. It was like 20 months before I had another bite of Taco Bell. And it was just because that was something that I was like, oh, this was holding me down and it had to do with the health goal. All right. So are you guys, have you guys filled that out so far? And I know we put this on the spot. So if it's not perfect, don't worry about it. But I want to hear in order to achieve your goal, I must, and I must eliminate what? So who wants to go first? If you need more time, that's okay. Just tell me. Yeah, I need a little more time. This more time? one I'm finding a little some more time. All struggle right. with. So as they're eliminate. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. All right. So let them struggle with this here. I'll talk about this with you, Catapult, the commissions family. When you have to eliminate something in your goal setting process, or you have to eliminate something to get somewhere, I would identify the things that distract you, that take time and energy in your life. So if you look at this, ladies, and you say, okay, what requires time and energy that I'm giving to? I will tell you this. Treat your time as your biggest investment. You talked about earlier, right? I micromanage my time. So if something's going to get my attention, what do I get in return? What is the exchange that I'm getting? What is the return on my investment for my time and energy? If the answer is nothing, then that starts to create a list of, Maybe this is what I eliminate. And don't get me wrong. There has to be some selfish, selfish, uh, you know, non-entertaining things that you have in your life. Because I think there's some sanity in it, right? I, mm -hmm. I, you know, I say this embarrassingly on the show. I watch 90 Day Fiance. I don't watch tons of TV shows, but I do watch 90 Day Fiance. It's one of the things that my wife and I do to, like, it's kind of like our Sunday evening. We'll sit down with Bond for a little bit. So I watch this brainless show, which I've been completely hooked because it's reality TV. And I think it's just entertaining as a whole. But, right, I won't give that up because to me... It's a time that my wife enjoys the show. It's a time where we sit and we bond and we have a conversation over something. But I would challenge you, if something's not giving you return on your investment of time, can you cut it out? Can you minimize it? Can you do without it? Because to get to where you have to be, you must eliminate something. Here's examples of things that I've had people and say you must eliminate. I must eliminate scrolling on social media. Mm -hmm. I must eliminate negative conversations. Mm -hmm. I must eliminate negative self-doubt. I must eliminate. Here was a, t a difficult one for me, and I made this my goal not too long ago. I had to eliminate people feeling comfortable to bring to me negativity. Mm -hmm. 
because I got into such a position of leadership that people were always coming to me and saying, hey, uh, you know, I have this problem. And so I would listen to the problem and I would help people solve it. But the moment it switched from help me solve a problem to let me just whine about my problem, I was like, I have to eliminate that. I have to eliminate people feeling comfortable to come to me with negativity because here's two things that would happen. I would try to solve your problem and all it would do is make me negative. I was like, oh, this is not the trade-off I'm looking for, right? You left me, you're frustrated about X, Y, Z. Now I'm frustrated for you. I made you feel good. You're leaving happy. I'm going to bed because your life's important to me. And I'm like, shit, I have to figure out how to do this. So I had to, you know, I had to eliminate people from having negative thoughts with me. Um, trying to think what else people had to eliminate. Uh, eliminate sleeping in. There's, there's that component, mm -hmm. right? Can you get up 20 minutes earlier? Can you get up an hour earlier, right? Hal Alrod in the Miracle Morning talks about the power of being up before 5 a.m., that's not for everybody, right? Some yeah. people love it. Some people don't. I've done it for years. Can I get up earlier? Can I go to bed earlier? Can I eliminate TV? Which, which apparently I've been in social circles. Like, I, it's my time to decompress. I'm like, ah, dude, I, I love books. I love audiobooks. Mm -hmm. I love podcasts. I love it. I'd rather watch a college basketball game than a team I've never heard than watch a TV show. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. are we good so far? Yeah. yeah. All right. So. Cool. Who wants to go first? So what I want to hear now is what your goal is, what your smarter goal is. So I want to hear the emotions you hope to. So let's just start from the top. Just give me your goal high level. Now I want to hear the E and the R. What is the emotions you're looking to experience? What's the reward you're going to get? And in order to achieve it, you must and you must let go of what? Fear. All right. So let's, well, let's start from the top. Let's, okay. let's, let's start from the top. Charlotte, so your goal is, is, did you use the executive director analogy? Yes. All right. So in order to be the executive director, what are the emotions... Um, proud, accomplished, I'd say. You want to be proud and accomplished? Yes. What does that look like? Um, I think just going past or surpassing any goals that I ever thought that I would reach. Um, being able to look back and su be surprised at myself. Who's going to be the happiest person in your corner when you hit this goal? Myself. Yourself. Okay. Who's the first person you're going to call when you hit this goal? My husband. Your husband. What's his response going to be? He's going to be proud as well. He's going to pick you up and hug you and love you? Yes. Yeah? Have you picked a place for dinner to celebrate? No, I have haven't. you picked the type of champagne you're going to open with it? Have you talked about the emotions that he's going to experience when he sees how proud you are for hitting those goals, right? So I love the direction, but I'm going to pill it. Just, okay. Let's talk about that emotion, right? What's the reward with it? I would love to do a family trip, all, expense, all expenses paid by me. Um, be able to reward my husband. He gives us such nice things like that. It would be nice. And um, also for myself, after all that hard work, you know, schedule massages, like all the bells and whistles. Where to? Ooh, um, Bora Bora. I can I join your family? <laughs> oh my goodness! If you're babysitting, I I will babysit 100. Yes. You know, kids held under six. A little uh, bit of Red Bull, a little bit of brandy. It works for everybody. I mean, Red Bull in the morning, brandy in the evening. Dude, just, dude. And you give them the sugar version, there's no crying. Time for bed. It just, guys, it's time for bed. <laughs> I am, this is not parenting advice 101, so don't hold me accountable for this. But all right, so the reward is Bora Bora. I love that. A Bora Bora all expenses paid trip. Now, if you start thinking about this goal and you start looking at it, I start saying, okay, the emotions I'm going to experience. Like with Vivid, I would role play in your brain, Charlotte. What that conversation looks like when you call your husband and say, I made it. I would role play what it looks like when you tell your husband, hey, here's the X amount of dollars required. We're booking our trip today. What do you mean today? Like right now, pull out the computer. 
let's book our trip or go to the travel agent, however you choose to do it. We're booking that today. And then I would role play when you explain to your kids, we're going to do like, these are scenarios. I know they sound quirky, but these are the things that weird people do. And I gotta be honest with you, weird people are way more successful than normal people. So you're, you're in good company. All right, let's finish that exercise. So in order to do this, you must do what? Eliminate dependency. Okay. That comes to me. Eliminate dependency. And that maybe I have on my upline. Okay. And then um, definitely I'm going to sleep early. Okay. Because that is my time with my little ones is to where I can really sit and focus. How you mentioned you have your hour. Mm -hmm. Mine is the time in the evening. Okay. I love it. So you now have a plan. You have to eliminate dependency. You have to go to sleep early, right? You, this is like high level within 20 minutes of foundation of what it's like to set a true impactful goal. We would go even further and saying, hey, here's what you will do, here's what you should do, here's what you could do. We can reverse engineer it. There's a lot of things we can go to this, but this exercise for anybody in your organization should be the first exercise. Let's create the smart goal. You can have smart goals or dumb goals, but let's create the emotions and reward because correct me if I'm not, that emotion and reward is way more impactful than just having a smart goal, right? Right. You don't have to tell me if you think Anthony, you're full of shit. You can say it. I've been told before on social media, but I truly believe the the smart goal alone is not going to get your. You won't hit your goal. All right, Carrie. So I want to bring on 50, 50 you know, ladies or men to join my team. Um, in ten months. Oh, or yeah, ten months is my my time. Um, so that's that's bringing on five people a month. Okay. My emotion, um, I'm going to cry and get ecstatic and uh, call everybody and make a fool of myself. <laughs> what does that conversation look like? <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I love it. I mean, I just, I, I just we're, we're role playing and you're ecstatic right now. So this is exciting for me. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not there, but I, I just know that that's my personality and I'm, very, I'm an emotional person. I'm a Libra and I just know I'm going to go crazy. Um, and that's going to bring less anxiety to me. I'm going to mm. feel more relaxed. Um, get rid of all my debt. <laughs> um, the reward is more, I want a maid. Okay. Like I want, <laughs> I feel like, you know, you know, my, my my man and I have this agreement. He takes care of the stuff outside. And I take care of the stuff inside. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's a lot. So I'm like, I want to bring a maid in, you know, once a week, once a day. I don't care, like, however much time I need. Um, weekly massages. I don't have any Bora Bora plans. <laughs> but, like, I want, like, a weekly massage. Um, I want to get a big RV and do some cross-country traveling. Mm -hmm. um, when I was... Young, I have a lot of family in Illinois, so okay. we used to drive to Illinois every summer, and I just want to do I want to do some of that with with my my little family. Um, may, maybe go to Disney World. Um, I am so scared to fly, so I think I can, if I can get out of that, I can I can do some flying. I, I love it. I love the reward. I love the emotions. I was going to peel layers on emotions, but you, I don't think I need to. I don't, definitely don't think I need to. You, you, you demonstrate the emotions, but I would, I would, same thing. I would role play what that conversation yeah. looks like. I would envision that conversation of coming to your husband and simply saying, look, we're getting a maid twice a week, once a week. Here's mm -hmm. what it is. And then 
I would even go further and I would plan, how are you going to use that maid, right? Is the maid just going to be for the house? Is the maid going to be a cookie maid? Is there going to be a night where, you know what, the maid, maid slash babysitter, you're cooking tonight, you and I are going to dinner this night. Every Wednesday night for the next year is going to be date night. Whatever it is, I would yeah. find a specific application for that reward. Since the reward, right, Charlotte's reward was like a vacation and you're like, okay, I can see this. I'm visually, your reward is an ongoing reward. Yeah based on performance so what does that reward look like for you so let's let's finish the exercise in order to do that you must what and you must eliminate what so i mean really focus on my goal by sharing my my story and my why and finding solutions and i got to do this every single day um i must eliminate my netflix time at, at night <laughs> mm -hmm. and um get out of those micro like micro managing I don't know if that's really the right word, but the conversations, the messages that keep coming in of, you know, the people on our team um, that aren't being self self-sufficient, you know, and mm -hmm. we talked about the automated and I think that's amazing, mm -hmm. but getting out of those messages because those can suck up a lot of my time. Yeah. They can suck so, up a lot of time and they're also mood changers, right? Yeah. 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 So, I love eliminating Netflix, right? I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. There's the, you, everything in moderation is good, but if Netflix becomes more, time consuming and focused than the goal, mm -hmm. Netflix is going to win. The goal is going to lose. Yep. So when I talk about an obsession to achieving a goal, people are like, you have to have balance. I, I totally agree, but you have to give and take, right? There's mm -hmm. something you're giving for something you're taking. If I'm going to take and enhance the experience of my life by bringing on a maid, by having an RV, by having yep. this ongoing reward, then I have to be willing to give something up to get there. Sounds like you got a good yep. plan there. Um, challenge you right you just said it. this is recorded live so so your mentor just heard you say right now you're going to share your goal and your story every day yep there's 365 days Shoot. a year i do i do it now All so right. i'm just continue, so... i would continue to focus on that goal so yeah. much so that you should see this goal in front of you every day and this yeah. goes for both of you like the goal needs to be in sight because out of sight it's out of mind it needs to be in sight mm -hmm. everywhere you look i've i have been so obsessed with goals that I would have them written on the mirror in my house. I'd have them on my screensaver. I'd have them in my rear view mirror. Everywhere I looked, there was something reminding me of my goal, whether I was on pace or wasn't on pace. Yeah. There was never the, the goal was never out of sight, out of mind. But by identifying what you need to do and what you need to eliminate, the last thing we won't do this on air because we'll run short on time, but I want you to, if you commit 100%, what's the worst case scenario you guys have for going after this goal? We already talked about it earlier, just in general. But the worst case scenario is what? Maybe you missed, you made some extra mm -hmm. money along the way. It's not that bad, mm -hmm. right? You realize, hey, I need to hit XYZ and make XYZ income to qualify for this. I missed it by three grand. You know what? But I made an extra 34 grand last year. I'm sure I can feel okay by missing it, right? So I challenge you when you guys do this exercise, at finish it off with what's the worst case scenario if I fully commit, so if I fully commit to tell my story every day, if I fully commit to eliminate Netflix, if I fully commit to eliminate dependency, if I fully commit to this, will I experience this? And if I, and if I go all in and I still miss, what's the worst case scenario? What's that silver lining? And so we have these conversations and you guys experience that. So one, Thank you, ladies, for sharing that. Was that a good exercise? Yeah. Yes, it was, was. amazing. Good. I'm, I'm glad you guys worked on that. Catapult Commissions family, that exercise right there is something you can completely do at home. If you're in a position of sales leadership, sales management, entrepreneurship, you can do this with people in your organization to simply say, let's get smarter about our goal setting process because at the end of the day, smart goals 
are dumb goals. I just don't think that a smart goal alone is going to get you to where you have to be. I think you have to have emotions involved. I think you have to be rewarding. And I think we just have to acknowledge you have to give up something to get something. It's just a fact of life. And not many people talk about it because it's not attractive, right? The four hour work week, I think is a great book. The, 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 you know, the 12, I don't know, the 12 hour work day. I can remember those are kinds of different books. And all these books that talk about the shortened time of being successful. The one thing that nobody ever acknowledges is to get that you have to give something up. So let's just identify it in the beginning. What am I going to give up? And anyone says you don't have to give up anything is full of shit because that's not the truth. You have to give something up because if success and being a top tier performer was easy, everybody would do it. Ladies, Carrie, Charlotte, thank you guys for joining the Catapult to Commissions podcast. Here's your opportunity. Please tell us how do people get a hold of you, learn about your businesses, social media handles, all that fun stuff. How do we find you? Um, so my business is Carrie Confidence. Mm-hmm. And um, Don't Worry Be Happy is on, on Instagram. So nice. Don't worry, be happy on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Don't you worry, will, be happy. You will find that in the show notes. And you can find me at phenomenalswithcharlotte.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and have my own website. So Awesome. Yeah. Catapult Commissions family, you know what to do. Go get connected with these amazing ladies. I hopefully you guys enjoyed that exercise and you implement that exercise yourself. Do me a favor, like, subscribe, mm-hmm. comment, and I will see you next week. Catapulting Commission's family, that does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe. That way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commission's podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commission's, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.